What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daniel Teachers Experience, episode number three. I am very, very, very excited for this one. I have three things that have been boggling my mind for a very, very long time. The first one that I want to get into is, honestly, I don't mean to overhype this. I don't mean to make it sound bigger than it is, but it is just how to be happy, period. One thing that I've done that you can ask my friends, my family members, my coworkers, that keeps a smile on my face. And I... I wish I could see the expression on your face when I tell you what I do to make sure I am happy nine times out of ten. After we've talked about that, I want to go into questions, the value of questions, and how to get amazing answers from your questions. And finally, talking about people who complain, and just the act of complaining itself. So my friends, when we look at something like happiness... Right, you're gonna find lots of things online that say, you know, the key to happiness is this, or the key to happiness is that. This is what you have to do. That's what you have to do. My friends, what would you say if I told you that happiness is a choice? Now, immediately at that thought, you're going, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute! If happiness is a choice, I know people who are not happy. Are you telling me that there's people?" who pick to be unhappy on purpose, who pick to be sad or angry. And in my opinion, I do believe so. A friend of mine was conveying me this message, and I and I 100% agree with it in the sense that nobody can make you do anything or feel any way. Let me say that again. Nobody can make you do anything or make you feel any way. When Sally says that hurtful thing, she can't make you feel bad. She can try. She can say some awful things. She can try to hurt your feelings. But you get to choose whether you let it affect you or not. I know many people who get one comment on their posts and other people are trying to bring them down. And you know what? It affects them. They're, you know, whether you're sensitive or not, it hurts. And it, and it takes a lot out of them. I also know a lot of other people who get positive, but they also get so many negative comments. And they just don't let it get to them. You say, yeah, I, just, I really don't care whether you're commenting like that hate because of jealousy, because of whatever. I just do not care. My friends, have you ever heard of the glass half full and the glass half empty? For anyone who is not aware of this uh, metaphor, it's basically, you know, you're just whether at a social event or at a gathering at a party and you notice a glass full of water and it's up to about 50%. One person looks at that and goes, oh man, my glass of water, I thought it was full. Man, damn it, I only have half of it left. In an alternative world, that same guy looks at his glass and goes, Oh, sick, I still have half of it left. I thought I drank it all. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the same cup of water. It is the same amount of water, but it's two different perspectives. Oftentimes when we hear about happiness, the thing that I constantly hear is the situation around me, the environment around me. And I, I think that's a valid point. But what if, what if the first step could be, you know, with respect to the environment around me, can I change my mindset? Can I look at problems as learning opportunities? Can I look at people betraying my trust as, oh, okay, at least now I know your true colors. My friends, when we're in a situation where we can't control the environment, if it rains, that's not on me. I can't snap my fingers and get it to stop raining. What I can't control is how I respond to it. 
I know many people, as soon as it starts raining, they start swearing and losing their minds. And, oh, this sucks. And blah, blah. I wish I wasn't here. And, and exclamation park, whatever, whatever. And I know many of people who look at it, it's raining, and they go, wow, oh, what awesome weather. This is perfect weather for going out and grabbing some coffee. Everybody, let's grab some nice warm sweaters, blankets. Everybody over to my house, let's watch a couple of movies. It's the same environment, but different perspectives. My friends, perspective is everything. And this is something I've been working on like crazy because even though I'm aware of perspectives, I'm aware of, of its impact and of its value, I find myself constantly constantly viewing things from a certain perspective and it's so hard to to realize and to open up your eyes and go whoa like there's so many more factors involved so even though i sit here and i'm talking about perspective is important be open-minded there's many times where i'm always looking at it in one way and i have to remind myself and go whoa they know are there different ways that look that we can look at this situation or sometimes someone else has to remind me be like well daniel have you thought about it like this or have you thought about it like this so really my friends um you know, when someone says, you know, how can I be happy? And we'll get into the complications later on, but it really just, it's as simple as what does happiness mean to you? I know some people who, who are hungry and they're ambitious. It's great. But whenever happiness comes up, they always lean to, I'll be happy when I become successful. And that's, that's great. But, but first of all, the word successful is subjective. Right? People who say, when I make it, that's when I'll be happy. Again, folks, the word make it is subjective. Does that mean when you have 10,000 followers on social media? Does that mean when you go up on like on a TV uh, on a TV set for the first time? Like, What does that mean? And, and the thing that worries me about that sort of mindset is, if that's the case, if that's the only way that you'll be happy, does that mean you'll be unhappy for the entire journey? Don't get me wrong. I'm sure you have to work hard, but really? And for some people, when I talk to, you know, hey man, are you happy? And and they look at me as if I'm asking a crazy question. Like, hey, have you ever, like, been floating on the clouds? And it's fascinating because in that moment, you can see, wow, your, your idea of happiness sometimes can be this unrealistic thing that you'll never be able to grasp. I've definitely met people whose, their expectations for happiness is unbelievably through the roof. Whereas I've also met some other people who go, man, are you happy? Like, yeah, I was. Like, oh, why do you say that? I was able to go out on a walk today. It was a good day. Whereas I have other people who go, oh, I have to blow up and this has to happen and my crush has to ask me out and I have to pass this test and if all that happens, then I might be happy. My friends, you don't understand you're talking about checking off this criteria, but you have to understand that you're the one setting the criteria. You can set the bar for happiness as high or as low as you please. So really, my friends, think about, you know, if you're not happy, why? What's making you unhappy? Once you've got that in mind, think, what can you do about it? There are many things in this world that... that can, that cause me to be upset and make me angry that make me unhappy but it's not in my physical hands to do anything I'm, I'm whether I'm not in a position uh, literally or, or metaphorically I just I, I cannot at this time anyways and if that's the case it's important to not beat yourself up but look at other options and look at other resources for my own personal examples I have many times people go hey Daniel how's it going 
I'll say wonderful or amazing or fantastic or excellent. And they'll say, well, why do you feel that way? And in that moment, you know, I, I'm almost confused because I go, wait, should I not feel that way? Should I be feeling bad? Making videos online has made me realize two things. One, I'm extremely similar to other people. Two, I'm extremely different than other people. Because the moment you ask me, hey, how's your day going? I can tell you whatever I want to tell you. The moment when you say, how are you? I can give you whatever answer I want. I can tell you I'm angry. I can tell you I'm happy. I can tell you I'm uh, super joyful over the moon. I can tell you I'm upset. And I'd be telling the truth no matter what I said. Now you're sitting there, you're going, Daniel, that's ridiculous. If you're if you're angry, you can't just put a smile on your face and go, I'm happy. You know, why not? I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, Daniel, because you're faking it. Okay. So what do you have to do to make it a real thing? What do you have to do to take the word faking it and make it real? Why, why are you faking it? I'll give you an example. Someone comes up to me and says, hey man, how are you? And I say, fantastic. Am I faking it? I can name you 10 things right now that would be evidence as to why I feel fantastic. You come up to me right now at this very moment. Tell me, hey man, how are you? I can say frustrated. I can say angry. I can say upset. Am I faking it? I can tell you 10 things right now that'll explain why I'm upset. I choose how I want to feel. See, when I say happiness is a choice, many people get upset. Because they say, Daniel, you know, I don't want to be... I don't want to be unhappy. I want to be happy. Why would I choose this? Why would you say that? And and I know it sucks. I know it hurts. I know it doesn't feel good. But my hope is that even if I piss you off a little bit, if it leads you to a direction of, of accountability, of realizing, oh, you know what? For the majority of the time, I am responsible for my own happiness. It's not about finding someone, finding a partner, a spouse who will make me happy. It's about making myself happy. And then finding someone who, you know, who works well with that. It is so easy to be upset, my friends. It is so easy. You say, Daniel, man, how are you feeling? I feel pretty bad. Why? Well, it's raining outside and my crush doesn't like me back and I didn't pass my last test. Uh, this guy cut me off in traffic. It's super easy to be upset. But it's also super easy to be happy. I literally, I literally, a bunch of you guys listening to this are going to think I'm, I'm insane. I kid you not when I say at least once a week, once every two weeks, I think about something that I don't think many people think about. I think about, what if I just didn't have legs? What if I, my, my legs didn't work? What if I was in a wheelchair? Could I go to work? Could I still go exercise? How would that affect me knowing that exercise is such a crucial part of my life right now? How would that affect me mentally? How would my day-to-day -day life look like if that was the case? And and you realize all these problems that would arise that, that I wasn't even, I didn't even know existed until I thought like that. Or what if, what if somebody just calls me up and says, hey, Daniel, um, you know, your, your best friend, hey, Daniel, your close family member, they were just in a tragic car accident. They didn't make it out. I really think about that. Once a week or once every two weeks. And I, and I think about how that would change my life and how that would make me feel in, in the moment. And, you know, when you, when you realize that there is such darkness that exists, 
when you realize what your your personal hell looks like, when when you snap out of it and you realize, whoa, that's not real. That phone call didn't happen. I do feel good. I do feel healthy. That life just looks so much brighter. So all of a sudden, when you go to work and it's a little bit more hectic than usual, do you think I'm going to get upset? If I go out on a date and I get stood up, do you think I'm going to get upset? Or if I lose my charger? Not at all, my friends. Not at all. Why? Because if you can acknowledge how dark things can really get, then this stuff, the someone saying you something like bad at work or somebody blowing you off, um, a friend betraying your trust, it's... It really just doesn't bother you like that. I'd be lying if I said it doesn't bother me at all. It definitely does. But but when you when you have that perspective of how bad things could truly be, like like one of your loved ones in your life passing away, like this very instant, and how that would change you, your life, and your plans, and how that would affect your mindset, and thinking about how horrible that is and realizing that that is not true, that, that you're good, that that hasn't happened. So now you're damn right when I see you. You say, hey, Daniel, how are you? I feel fantastic. Why? Because I'm alive. I feel good. I am healthy. The people that I care about are healthy. I'm blessed that I have a roof over my head. I'm blessed that, that there's a vehicle that I can drive. I have people that I can call friends. I have people that I can count on. I have a place where I go to exercise. I, have, I could go on and on and on and on. Another reason why I love, love, love saying happiness is a choice is because there's a lot of people who would look at me and I, I wouldn't want you to think it's genetics. There's no such thing as a happiness gene, right? If you want to talk about energy, enthusiasm, whatever, okay? That's, I, I don't want to speak too much about that because frankly, I don't know too much about that in terms of nature and nurture, even though I like to think it's both. But if we're thinking about being happy, the moment I say happiness is a choice, it means anyone can. Anyone can be happy for as long or as little as they like. As long as you have that sort of a mindset, as long as you think like that, and I know many people don't, because it is a dark place to go. I'm sure many people didn't think I did until listening to this. But when you know what darkness really looks, I mean, if you can imagine your own personal hell, life gets really good. Life gets unbelievably good. I've never been happier in my life than I am at this very second. Why? Because I realized that that glass, half full, could have been totally empty. That glass could have been shattered. And because I realized that that is an option that could have occurred but didn't, I'm through the freaking roof. And I, I don't say this for you to go, oh, wow, look at Daniel, look at how happy he is. No, my friends, I say this in terms of you know, it really does lead back to two things, self-awareness and perspective. And now the, the third thing I want to talk about, and this is going to be a whole nother video for, for a different time, but it's, you know, my friends, when I talk about accountability, I talk about it in the sense of, Hey, you know, it's not a happiness gene to be happy. You know, it's not complicated, man. You got to think about where are you putting the bar? What matters to you? What's important to you? And think about how bad things could be to be appreciative of right now of being in the moment. And then this whole other thing is like, you know what? There are some times where you're in a bad relationship. You're in a toxic or abusive relationship. And it's, you know, it's just listening to me say, well, just be happy. You know, at least you're alive. Oh, well, you know, he broke your one arm. At least you have the other one. Please do not take it that way, guys. I, I do not mean to sympathize. I mean to, to empathize. If you are in that sort of a situation, it's, it's going to be more. 
it's going to be more than just going, well, Daniel said I can choose to be happy. So even though I'm in an abusive relationship or this happened or that happened, I have to be happy. No, my friends, I simply mean just be aware of the fact of, is it in your power? Is it in your hands? Or is it the environment around you? Because if it's the environment around you, well, now you got to look at different resources, different people, different professionals to call to get their help, to get their counseling. So if anything, even if you don't agree with my point, just making that distinction of how much of it is in your, is in your control and how much of it is, you know what? I can put on a smile on my face all I want to, but I am in a toxic relationship every time I go to this person's house, every time I go home. And I, it's not just about me anymore. It's not, it's not just my choice, but I'm so negatively swayed, so negatively guided towards unhappiness that I need the outside environment's resources. And that is totally okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. These days, my friends, when, um, you know, whether it be in class, whether, you, you know, do you ever hear people asking not so amazing questions? And I know we don't like to say the word stupid questions because that sounds kind of harsh, but I've definitely seen when people are after answers, the better the question, my friends, the better the answer. I'll give you an example. If I tell you, hey man, um, give me all the equations with the, that give me a sum of four. They give me the answer of four. They'll say, okay, two plus two, three plus one, uh, six minus two, whatever. There's this many. But if I say, hey, what is two plus two? You say four. There's only one answer. What I mean by that, my friends, is in life, whenever you're after an answer, people make the mistake of they go after the door. They, they try to kick this door down when in reality my friends it's not the door that you should pay so much attention to it is the key because if you have a golden key you can open the golden door if you have a wooden key you can open the wooden door the better the question the better your answer so if you want a fantastic answer from somebody you're gonna have to ask a fantastic question you're in a relationship the difference between you know you're with someone you're not really sure what's going on and you ask so um, what now? Or so, what is this? That's one kind of question. And is it bad? Is it, I don't know. It sounds kind of vague. As opposed to saying, hey, um, so I definitely have feelings for you. And I'm not sure if you have feelings for me too, but I was thinking of, you know, is continuing what we're doing right now, is that a possibility? Is that likely? Now, my friends, all I'm saying is with being a better question is, you know, being really specific, being concise, going directly after the point, the main point that you're trying to get across. So as opposed to, you know, going just, what are we, you know, saying, hey, like, you know, in the question saying, you know, are we going to continue doing what we're doing? You go up to a prof, you go up to a teacher and you go, how can I do good? Again, that's a fine question. You're going to get a fine answer. But if I want a fantastic answer, I'll go, hey, how can I work hard and efficiently to make sure I do amazingly on all of our tests this term? That is a specific and concise question. That's going to lead to a specific and concise answer. All right? You ever go to a personal trainer and go, how do I get better? It's like, okay, well, that's making their job easy. As opposed to going, hey, how do I lose weight? How do I gain muscle? How do I get a six pack? How do I increase my cardio? Does that make sense, my friends? In the sense that now I'm asking amazing, specific, concise questions, which will lead to hopefully amazing, concise answers. So I really do think we have it backwards. 
Um, I really do think we want to try to figure out individuals, figure out relationships, figure out tips and tricks and how to. It really is the better question, the better answer. Um, from personal example, I, I used to tutor not too long ago at my high school. And, you know, there were people would comment and, you know, they'd just be like, I need help. I'd say, okay, great. So when you first meet a woman and then they'd be like, what? No, I don't need help about that. I need help with, with like my English paragraph. I'm like, oh, why didn't you say so? Obviously, I knew. I was just messing with them. That was a bad joke. Anyways, what I meant was, well, I need help. Like, great. Like, like further on. Keep going, man. What do you know? With? I help with my English. It's almost like, it's not not disrespectful at all, but sometimes it's like it's like talking to a kid. Like, you got to bring it out of them. Okay, you need with your help. You need help with your English to, to finish my paper. Okay, you need help with your English to finish your paper with respect to... You're tying up my conclusion. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. As opposed to coming up to me just first and be like, Hey, uh, Daniel, I have this paper. Can you help me out? Um, just make sure that the conclusion is in sync with the rest of my body paragraphs. Boom. Look, man, that's done. You are good. Right? That's all you need. The more concise, the more specific. And it makes it easier, too, for the person who you're asking for the answer, for the tip. It, it makes it so much easier. Because when your, your question is clear and it's direct... It, it's a lot easier for them to pick up on it. Now, obviously, sometimes um, it can be not as easy, right? Maybe you're in the moment. Maybe you're on stage. You have to say something. You kind of, you stutter. You say something wrong accidentally. But usually back and forth, you work together. And you and whoever you're asking, you guys can go to a succinct, synchronized answer. So, my friends, you want fantastic answers? Better start asking fantastic questions. Now, this leads me to an, an interesting idea that I've had recently. My friends, when you think about people who complain, what comes to mind? Folks, what is complaining? What does it mean to complain? Is there such thing as positively complaining? Like, oh my god, this weather's amazing! Oh, Bianca is beautiful! Oh, I just hate the way she's so kind to everybody. Is that a thing? Positively complaining? When I think about complaining, my friends, I usually think about it, and, and I want to hear what your input is too, I usually think about it as negative. As negative as when someone is voicing their unhappy opinion. Now, when it comes to negativity and working on negativity, I've had to work on myself a great deal on being tolerant towards people who complain. I got into this really mindset of like, there's no reason you should complain. Like just absolutely no, 100% extreme. Complaining is for losers. Like just straight up. And now I realize that that was an extreme way of thinking. But basically my mindset at the time was, you know, if you're coming up to me at work and you're saying, Daniel, this sucks. I'm tired. I don't want to be here. I'd straight up respond with like, okay, dope, go home. And, and they'd be like, what? No, Daniel, I can't go home, man. I got, I got bills to pay and I got to pay for tuition. I'd say, oh, so you're pretty grateful to be here. And, and he'd say, uh, yeah, I guess so. Or someone at school would say, oh, man, this sucks. I hate my classes. I hate my prof. This is stupid. I don't want to be here. I'd say, great, drop out. You say, what? I'd say, yeah, it's super easy. You just go online, drop all your courses, boom, like that, you're out of there. And he'd say, Dan, I don't want to drop out, man. I need a degree. I This is important to me, to my family. And I'd say, oh, so you're pretty happy that you're here. You're pretty fortunate. And he'd say, uh, 
Yeah, I guess so. Now, friends, one thing that's important to point out is I'm not I'm not going to say the majority of the time, but a lot of the time when people do complain, they're not looking for answers. They're not looking for solutions. A lot of the times people just want to complain because it's something that I'm still working on, but people say that it's healthy. It's healthy to complain, to, to let out your frustrations. Um, I guess it makes people feel better. Um, you know, it's, uh, I've been thinking about that a lot, man. That's one thing I'm really, really like, like trying to work on because like my perspective is if I want to feel better, I'll go work out. If I want to feel better, I'll go out with my friends and just like, like talk about something funny. I'll tell funny stories or go eat food or something. I, I don't know if I would complain necessarily. And I think that's just like a subjective thing now because whenever I looked at complaining, it used to be if I complain, because I, I do this to my friends too, 100%, I complain. But if I complain, I'm doing it for the sole purpose of finding a solution. My mindset is I'm not happy about something. I want to vocalize it. Thus, me and you could work on a solution together. The thing that really rubbed me the wrong way was when people would come up to me and they start complaining. And then in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay, dope. This person's in a bad situation. Why are they complaining? From a logical a aspect, okay, they obviously want to help find a solution. So I'd give them a solution. They say, nah, I can't do that. Like, for example, someone, like, imagine someone comes up to you and goes, like, listen, I'm super overweight. I'm doing this and that. I just, I want to get better. And it sucks. I'm super unhappy. I hate this. Blah, blah, blah. These jeans don't fit me anymore. And then imagine you go, oh, okay. Well, um, you know, man, have you ever thought about, like, drinking less pop? Like, those are really sugary. And they go, nah, nah, I can't do that. I just, I love my pop too much. But, oh, okay. Um, yo, man, do you ever think about maybe, like, how many cigarettes do you smoke a day? Do you maybe want to, like, tone that down a bit? Like, maybe going from a pack a day to, like, one cigarette? Like, no, 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 I can't do that. I, dude, I love my cigarette, you know? And then you go, oh, wait, did you ever think about hitting? Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, now you, they come up to you, they, it sounds like they're asking for advice, right? From a logical standpoint. You give them advice, A, B, and C, and they turn it all down. And that used to really grind my gears. And my mind would go, well, then why the hell did you bring it up? Like, what? Okay, well, so what? Who cares? And I've, I've really gotten to this, and I'm, I'm still working on it. But you realize, my friends, that sometimes it's not that people don't know what the solution is. They do. But they just, they want to let it out. They, they want to say everything that's on their mind. They want to express themselves so that someone can just hear their thoughts and they can be heard. And a lot of the time when people are speaking out loud and they're saying their sorrows in their morning, all it takes is a good question from the listener's end or the person just talking out loud, listening to their own voice and going, oh, you know what? This is what I should do. And that, you know, an amazing thing that you can do for somebody is just listening to them complain. Just listening to them. Like when they come home from work, when they come home from school, about their partner, about their hobby, whatever, because it's, it's clearly something that's important to them. And if that individual is important to you, in essence, you can say that what they have to say is also important for you. Now, the final thing that I would like to add on onto this idea is moderation. If any of my friends, family, coworkers, whatever, we meet up every once in a while, every couple of days, every few weeks or so, they're going to come and say, hey man, Daniel, I'm, I've had this on my mind. It's been bothering me. Please, I am more than happy to listen. Please do not get that 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 um, my earlier sayings mistaken as oh Daniel is so 
egotistical, so selfish. He doesn't want to hear bad things, only positivity, only good. No, man, not at all. I want to hear about the things that are bothering me, things that you're struggling with, things that make you upset. I want to hear about your frustrations. Complain to me, please. I won't say a freaking word. I just want to listen. Happily. I just want to listen whether we talk about a solution or not. I just want to listen to what you have to say. And if just you talking makes you feel better, I'm extremely happy to be there for you. If you want to talk and then eventually we can talk about some solutions, I'm also extremely happy to do that. The point where I start getting rubbed the wrong way is when it's a broken record. It's when you sit down with someone, you talk about something happily. I don't say a word. You listen, they tell you everything that's on their mind, and the next day they come. They tell you the same thing. And the next day they come tell you the same thing and by the third or fourth time now you start giving them solutions you go hey buddy like listen this is obviously something that's been on your mind for a while now it sucks this isn't the first time have you tried this have you tried that and they keep turning it down and they keep doing what they're doing ladies and gentlemen boys and girls the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so all of a sudden you can imagine as a friend who cares for you when you tell me, Daniel, I hate being like this, man. I want to be fit. I want to work out more. And I don't say anything. I just listen. And then you say the same thing tomorrow. And you say the same thing the next day. And I go, well, man, like, like, okay. Like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to work out? Are you going to start eating better? And the other person just goes, well, ah, mm. because that is amazing. Even that conversation there, my friends, if you take anything away from this, I just as like, this isn't planned. There's no script. While I'm saying this, I'm realizing it. When you get a person to complain after they're finished complaining after one hour, two or three or four or five hours, even if you don't want to give them a solution, when they're very, very, when they're, when they're finished, just look at me in the eyes and go, you know, and please do not come off in a, you know, you don't want to provoke anything, but just say, okay, and um, what are you going to do about it? And don't say anything. Just hold eye contact. Because then it'll be interesting to see if they go, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Or if they go, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing about it. Or if they go, uh, nothing really is too much work. Because at least that's a perfect indicator to you as a fan and to themselves in terms of self-awareness of how important is it to them. Because if they're complaining about things that aren't important, it's like, dude, like, just stop, stop ruining your own day. Honestly, as a friend, who cares that the person mixed up your drink at Starbucks? Okay, it's worth, let's say, 30 seconds of ranting. Is it worth 30 minutes? If they go, um, if they don't say anything, if they're like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I could do. Then at least, I would say the good thing that you're getting out of it is, is at least you're prompting them to think. To think, to be like, I'm in this bad situation. You know, at least my complaining, I know exactly what I don't like. So that can lead me to do something that I do like. Because in order to at least lead to where I want to go, it helps knowing where I don't want to go, right? If I know I don't want to go down path A or path C, it'll help me knowing that I want to go down path B. And finally, you have the person who goes, yeah, after all, you know, this is what I think I'm going to do starting next week. It's like, great, the complaining was worth something. We, we talked about it, we communicated, it came to a solution. So my friends, when you have people complaining, moral of the story is, you know, is anyone getting anything out of it? Are you guys working to a solution at the end? Is it, you know, them just making themselves feel better? But if you get to a point 
where this person is complaining to you every time they see you. And every time you see, they see you, they suck out your energy. And they're draining and they're negative and they're toxic. And it's always, I can't catch a break. And boo-hoo, life is so hard for me. And, and man, if... I want to be careful when I say, just make sure, my friends, that you put your health first. Call it selfish, call it what you are, I do not care. Put your health first. If you have a good two point where you're meeting an individual constantly and you feel drained after talking to them, you feel upset, they're impacting your mood and putting you in a bad place, it is up to you to, to, to guard yourself. I mean it. Now, whether that means distancing yourself from that person, like, hey man, I can't hang out with you every day anymore. Like, it just it doesn't mean, I'm not saying cut them off, but let's go once a week. We hang out every day, let's go once a week. Hey man, we meet up once a week, let's meet up once every two to three weeks. That's only if you're you're getting negatively impacted. When you're going like, okay, like this is, I mean, your negativity is rubbing off on me. Now I don't feel like doing anything. Now I find myself complaining. So when you see those people that do complain, my friends, just be aware. Be aware of why they're doing it. Be aware of what's causing it. And arguably extremely important, be aware of the impact that it has on you. If it has no impact and you can listen and be an amazing friend, be an awesome counselor, I bow to you. Amazing. But if you do notice that it's starting to 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 weigh on you, to, to affect you and affect you emotionally, you really have to think about, you know, how often you're going to spend time with this person and what the atmosphere of these conversations are going to be like in the future. This was really me just putting my thoughts on there. And as always, my friends, if, whether you agree or disagree, let me know. I want to hear. I want to get the feedback on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to find Daniel Teaches on YouTube. Let me know, my friends. What do you think? Do you think differently? Is there something that I'm missing here? Do you have something to add? Am I wrong about something? What is on your mind? I thank you so much for joining me. This is the Daniel Teaches Experience. I wish you an absolutely fantastic day whenever you're watching this. Take care of yourselves and uh, thank you for joining me on the journey to self-awareness. Take care.